Oh, yeah. I love it. The melancholy serenade, our theme here on Sounds Like Radio. I am your humble host, and welcome to another great edition here of Sounds Like Radio. We've got some neat music in store for you and an episode of The Great Gildersleeve. Today's episode is from November 8th, 1950. And in today's show, Gildersleeve and that mean old Mr. Bullard. Played by Gail Gordon, by the way. I'm sure you must have recognized his voice. We've talked about Gail Gordon before. Gail Gordon, of course, would go on to most famously play Mr. Mooney on The Lucy Show. And before that, I like him as the replacement of Mr. Wilson on Dennis the Menace. He was not as good at Mr. Wilson as the original Joseph Kearns, but Gail Gordon was the second Mr. Wilson on Dennis the Menace. But most people know Gail Gordon as... Mr. Mooney on The Lucy Show. Well, before he did all of that stuff, he was on the Great Gildersleeve playing mean old Mr. Bullard across the street from Gildy. Well, you know, Gail Gordon also went on to the Our Miss Brooks program where he played the principal of the school that Our Miss Brooks worked at. He played the principal both on radio and on television. So Gail Gordon was a very, very busy guy during the 1950s and 1960s. You know, he didn't even have time to lay his head down and start dreaming. He was not a weaver of dreams in the 50s and 60s. He was too busy to dream. He was too busy acting and waking. Oh, well, Bing Crosby, he always has time for a little rest. As he sings here, A Weaver of Dreams, a great Bing Crosby song. I came across this the other day one more time, and I said, yeah, I like that. Let's play it on Sounds Like Radio. Here is Bing Crosby. You're a weaver of dreams, you and your strange fascination. You're a weaver of dreams. You and your come-hither smile Just to hear you speak And leave me weak as a babe in arms Poor little babe in arms Helpless before your charms For you're a weaver of dreams You and your lips warm and tender Just like magic it seems Thrilling, enchanting me too I'm in your spell and there's no cure I'm lost for sure Cause you're a weaver of dreams And I'm in love with you Just like magic it seems Thrilling, enchanting me too I'm in your spell and there's no cure I'm lost for sure Cause you're a weaver of dreams And I'm in love Oh my, that was nice, wasn't it? Bing Crosby singing Weaver of Dreams, a song you hardly ever hear anymore, but that's all the more reason I have to play it here on Sounds Like Radio. That was our house singer, of course, so we got to hear all the kinds of great songs from Bing, and I consider Bing in his prime during those years of the 40s and 50s. That's when I think Bing was at his very best. Well, friends, today's show, Gildersleeve and Bullard are once again in another contest of their own making. They're each going to climb a mountain, the mountain called 
Old Stoneface. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the mountain. And each of them is trying to prove to the other that they are the more fit character. They are the more healthy one. <sighs> that poor Gildersleeve, he's constantly trying to prove himself. And he, <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. Well, I know one gal who's real confident. He. <laughs> And she has reason to be. Oh, this lady looks mighty fine. Especially when you see the cover of her album, Slow and Easy. <laughs> yeah, baby. J.P. Morgan is who I is talking about. She put out a fantastic album in 1959, Slow and Easy. The cover was just, well, that cover was worth the whole price of the album. It shows J.P. Morgan sort of lying in a hammock looking at you upside down you know you're you're looking at her from the side and she's hanging her head over the edge of the hammock looking at you upside down oh it's a great picture and i'm going to put it on our our picture of the week for our sounds like radio show for today you're going to see the album cover that jp morgan put out for slow and easy and from that album is our next song great song called just for you you're gonna like it jay come on out and sing it Ah, there she is. I knew she wasn't too shy. Eh, she's beautiful. J.P. Morgan and Just For Two on Sounds Like Radio. Let's find a tropic island Just for two Hidden in the southern seas Where no one can drop in on me and you And we can dress and do Exactly as we please We'll build a little house Of tall bamboo Fashioned like the native hearts I'll go and pick a dinner Just for two Of cherries and berries and Coconuts And what we do For entertainment When the moon shines High above May I suggest it Or have you guessed it So bring along your toothbrush, that'll do. Don't leave a note or make a fuss. We'll find a tropic island just for two. Cause civilization is not, not for us. Civilization, it ain't for us. <laughs> oh my. Hey, great J.P. Morgan there on Sounds Like Radio. 
from her album, Slow and Easy. I do like that cover. Hope you do, too. You can see it next to our show here, one of our little pictures. (laughs) Uh, Hey, we got a guest coming in right now. Uh, Where is he? They told me he was coming. Wait a minute. I hear him coming up the step. There he is, coming through the dough. Well, hello, crazy. It's crazy Guggenheim, everybody. Hey, it's you. Sure good to be here. <laughs> it's always great to have you here, crazy, because I know you always have a neat song to sing. Yeah, you know, I'm quite the singer. Yeah, I, I can. I understand. I, in fact, I know you are quite single because we've heard you on our show, and you do a phenomenal job. You know, a guy with a voice like yours and a look like yours—it's hard to believe he has such a fantastic voice. Yeah, looks can be deceiving, you know. I guess so. <laughs> We're crazy. What you been doing recently? Yeah, I ain't been doing nothing. I'm just hanging around, doing nothing. Well, that's that's always a nice thing to do. It, it keeps you busy. Yeah, I'm always doing nothing. It does keep me busy. That is when I'm not listening to Sounds Like Radio. Well, I'm glad to hear you're, you're an avid listener. Oh, sure. It's great to do to listen to Sounds Like Radio when you, when you hang around and do nothing. Well, I guess it gives you something to do, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right, it does. Well, crazy enough of this nonsense. We want to hear your song. What are you going to sing us today? Hmm, I don't know. You don't know? I don't know why you're asking me. Because I want to hear you sing. Oh, that, that little singer song is called I Don't Know Why. Oh, that sounds good. Here's Crazy Guggenheim and I Don't Know Why. Ooh, good little song here from Crazy. It sure is. Okay, Joe, here I go. Sing it, Craze! I don't know why I love you like I do I don't know why I just do I don't know why you thrill me like you do I don't know why you just do You never seem to want my romancing The only time you hold me is when we're dancing I don't know why I love you like I do I don't know why I just do I just do. 
the great Crazy Guggenheim. You know, you know what I don't know, Crazy? What's that, you? I don't know why you sing so good. <laughs> you just sing great. Thanks, you. Uh, by the way, Crazy, the name is Humble. Mr. Humble Host, you may call me. Okay, Mr. Humble. All right, Crazy. Thanks for coming on the show. We always enjoy your music. Okay, you. I guess I'll head out the door now. There he goes, Crazy Guggenheim, everybody. Oh, always nice to have a visit from Crazy Guggenheim, especially when we're about to listen to The Great Gildersleeve. Today, from November 8, 1950, The Great Gildersleeve is in another sort of proven himself contest with the evil Mr. Bullard across the street. He's not so evil. He's just sort of nasty. Yeah, Mr. Bullard played by Gail Gordon. Today, from November 8, 1950, let's listen now to The Great Gildersleeve here on Sounds Like Radio. The Kraft Foods Company presents Willard Waterman as The Great Gildersleeve. The Great Gildersleeve is brought to you each Wednesday by the Kraft Foods Company. Kraft, you know, are the makers of the wonderful new Kraft Deluxe Slices, that extra mellow-tasting pasteurized processed cheese in perfect slices. I wonder if you've seen them in your grocer's dairy case, those neat, really neat square packages of Kraft Deluxe Slices. They're so neat you'd never guess everyone holds eight big slices of extra delicious processed cheese. Eight perfect slices, no slivers or broken pieces, that are cut, wrapped, and sealed for you by Kraft. So look for them when you shop the five delicious kinds of Kraft Deluxe Slices. It's a brisk fall morning in Summerfield. The maples are turning red and gold, and there's a fine lift in the air. Makes a man feel like being up and doing. The great Gildersleeve is up. And what's he doing? Well, he's coming out to get the morning paper. Say, what a day. Sunshine, blue sky. Why, George, on a day like this, a man can't go wrong. Good morning, Gildersleeve. What? Oh, Judge Hooker. Out pretty early, aren't you, Horace? Yes, I'm taking a walk. Getting some ozone in my T-zone. <laughs> very good, Judge. How do you like my autumn necktie, Gilda? Oh, brother, a purple tie. What's that on it, Judge? A green duck? That's a chartreuse goose. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a combination. An old goat with a chartreuse goose. Gilda. Good morning, Leroy. Look at the new football Unc bought me. Keen, huh? Oh, that's a Cracker Jack. Yeah. Unc got it for me. Yeah, what a fine little boy. We're going to work out some tricky plays and stuff, aren't we, Unc? Sure. My, how nice it is to see you and little Leroy growing closer together. Doing things together. Unc can do anything. Better than anybody. <laughs> oh, isn't that just like a boy, Judge? He's setting a high standard for you to live up to, Gilday. You should be very proud. Why, am? Yes, sir. Well, I have to be going. Good day, Gilday. Bye, Leroy. Goodbye, Judge. Fine old friend. So long, Judge. Okay, come on, Unc. Let's run a couple of plays. You well, I'm not exactly dressed for football, my boy. Oh, come on, Unc. I'll bet you were a swell football player when you were in school. Well, I was pretty tricky. Nimble, too. I wish I could have seen you. Yeah, I used to run interference. Clearing a path for the man with the ball. A path? You can clear a road. <laughs> you bet. You know this player, Choo Choo Justice? Yeah? Well, they used to call me Honk Honk Gildersleeve. <laughs> Gee, and you're my uncle. Yeah, well, that was a long time ago, Leroy. You better take the ball and find some of your little friends. Uh, throw me just one pass, Unc. Just one. Well, all right. You run across the lawn and I'll throw it to you. Uh, hello, Gildersleeve. Huh? Oh, hello, Mr. Bullard. Playing football, are you? No, no. Just tossing the ball around. 
Mr. Boyd, Uncle Mort used to be a famous football player. Really? Now, wait. Sure. He was the captain of the team. Weren't you, Uncle? Leroy, I didn't say that. Oh, this is very interesting. I played football, you know. Oh? Harvard. At what college did you play, Gildersleeve? Uh, college? Gildersleeve, you better get out of this. Uh, what was your position on the team, Gildersleeve? Your position? Well... I could play any position, couldn't you, Unc? Now, Leroy... I didn't know you were active in sports, Gildersleeve. Yo, I'm not. He is, too. He was the trickiest player on the team. Show him, honk, honk. <laughs> Show how he used to tear up the opposition. Yeah, let's try it, Gildersleeve, just for fun. You now wait. I I'll be the opposing team and you carry the ball. I'll try to stop you. See, this is going to be keen. He'll never lay a hand on you, Unc. Oh, my goodness. Signal, 24, 77, 46. Hey! Turn it yeah. <laughs> Look out, bullet. End of the line, Gildersleeve. Down you go. <laughs> I'd say you lost about five yards on that play, Gildersleeve. I lost more than that. Gee, Uncle, what happened? How should I know? That Bullard. What a sneaky thing to do. Flatten me right in front of Leroy. And after I'd told the boy I was such a hot football player, I only told him that to make him happy. Honk, honk, Gildersleeve. You ought to have your head examined. Good heavens, Uncle Mort, what happened? Why, look at your suit. Was that, Marjorie? Oh, yes. Grass stains. Well, I was playing with Leroy. Must have slipped. <laughs> Excuse me, what was going on out there in the front yard? First I seen you running, then you disappeared. Did you fall in a hole? <laughs> it was nothing, but we were just playing a little game. I've never seen nothing like that. What you call that game? Drop the water commissioner. What's that? <laughs> nothing, but Yes. First he was there, and then he wasn't. He fell in a hole. <laughs> Look at Leroy. Still out there in front talking to Bullard. What are you looking at, Anki? You had Bullard. Standing in our grass. How can it grow with his big feet on it? Oh, Uncle Mort, what happened between you and Mr. Bullard? Yeah, nothing new. Just that I get pretty tired of him coming over here, showing off in front of Leroy. I should tell him to get off the property. Oh, Uncle. Hey, Uncle. Yeah, I'm in the living room, Leroy. How do you feel, Uncle? Anything busted? No, nothing is busted. Nothing that shows at any rate. Gee, Uncle, what happened? Leroy, stop asking me what happened. Well... What did? Nothing. Simply because I slipped on the wet grass and that Bullard jumped on me. I've been talking to him, Unc. Gee, he's pretty good at a lot of stuff. Leroy, simply because the grass was wet. Okay, so he's better than you at football. There's other things you can do better than he can. Isn't there? <laughs> Certainly there are. Plenty of things. Think you could beat him playing golf? He says he only shoots 70. Well, I'd have to spend some money to beat him at that. I only have one club. Gee, maybe tennis, Unc. He says he only plays that three times a week. What happened to my tennis racket? Oh, yes. Bertie used it the night the bat got in the house. Well, I know you're better than Mr. Bullard at something. There has to be something. Hiking, maybe? Hiking? Say, that's a thought. Bullard doesn't even walk down to the drugstore. Hiking is a sport, isn't it? Certainly it is. Go challenge you, monk. Leroy, you can't challenge a man to a hike. Let's not be silly about this thing. Well, we gotta win at something. You poor little fellow. All right, my boy. As soon as I change my clothes, I'll stop over and see Mr. Bullard. Hello, boy, Unc. Sneaky trick, asking Bullard to go for a hike. After all, I walk to the office almost every morning. Yeah, I don't think Bullard walks from the living room to the dining room. I bet he has bus service. Well, serves him right. He knocked my legs out from under me. I'll walk his legs off of him. Oh, hello, Gildersleeve. Hello, Bullard. I just stopped by to say, no hard feelings. Well, that's nice of you. 
But if there are no hard feelings, why are you smiling? Well, I'm smiling because it's a nice day. Oh. In fact, I was about to suggest that you and I take a little hike together tomorrow morning. Hike? Yeah. That means to go someplace. Walking. You want me to go for a hike? Yeah, it might be a lot of sport. Good exercise. Very well. We'll go tomorrow morning. Oh, fine. Bright and early? If you like. Shall we go out to Old Stone Face? Stone Face? Well, I've never been there, but it sounds interesting. It certainly does, Stone Face. Here, Mr. Bullard. <laughs> See you in the morning. At the crack of dawn. Fine. Thank you for asking me. Oh, that's all right. See you in the morning. Goodbye. See you in the morning. <laughs> You're right, Georgie Felford, hook, line, and sinker. It's a dirty trick, but he's got it coming to him. Besides, when he pulls up beside the road in the morning, a car can come out and get him. Say, I'm going down to the barbershop. I don't need a shave, but Floyd will get a kick out of hearing about this. I can hear him laughing now. <laughs> Yeah. I knew you'd get a laugh out of it, Floyd. Hey, you inviting Bullet to go hiking. That's <laughs> the funniest thing I ever heard. <laughs> it's the funniest thing I ever heard, too. And you're going out to Old Stoneface, huh? Yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> Someplace Bullard's heard about. He probably has no idea what it is or how to get there. Oh, he knows what it is. It's a hunk of rock. goes way up in the air. In fact, I told him about it. You told him? <laughs> Kamish, I got news for you. Oh? Does high places bother you? High places? Yeah. Well, I don't like it when you lift the barber chair up. Have you ever wanted to crawl out on the ledge of a five-story building? Floyd, what are you getting at? Get a grip on yourself, Kamish. Bullard spent two years in Switzerland. He's a mountain climber. He's a mountain climber? Sure, he goes out looking for cliffs. He crawls up them, holding on by his toenails. What? It's his hobby, Kamish. If you and him are going hiking, you ain't just going to Old Stone Face. You're going up it. Oh, my goodness. Gildersleeve, you've done it now. This time you've gone too far. The Great Gildersleeve returns in just a moment. Say, friends, have you tasted the wonderful new Kraft Deluxe Slices? Every package of Kraft Deluxe Slices holds eight of the most perfect slices of the mellowest, most delicious pasteurized processed cheese you've ever eaten. You see, Kraft Deluxe Slices are different. They're not cut from a loaf. Instead, an amazing new craft invention forms these perfect slices in a way that captures all the fine, deep-down, mellow flavor in every slice. Then, right away, the slices are wrapped, ate to a package, and sealed by craft. That way, these fine slices stay perfect and protected all the way to your kitchen. And you won't find a sliver or a broken piece in the package. That way, you can be sure all eight big slices are perfectly easy to separate, too. Why, you can peel these slices apart easier than you'd peel a banana. So get Kraft Deluxe Slices tomorrow. Get several packages so you'll have some on hand always for wonderfully quick and easy snacks and sandwiches. Remember to look for them in your grocer's dairy case when you shop. Kraft Deluxe Slices. This morning, the great Gildersleeve set out to prove to his little nephew, Leroy, that he was a better man than Rumson Bullard. And it's turning out to be quite a job. That Bullard. Football player. Tennis expert. Golf champion. I was sure I could walk farther than he could. Now he's a mountain climber. Gildersleeve, you just keep your big mouth shut. Well, after this, I will. Yeah, you say that, but you won't. Anyway, it's too late now. You've done it. Insisting that Bullard go hiking with you. Oh, brother. I can see myself going up old stone face like a bug on a wall. <laughs> I don't dare tell the little family. Say. Maybe I should. They'll put their foot down. They won't let me take a risk like that. Sure. Why didn't I think of that before? 
<laughs> Gildersleeve, you're shrewd. Hello. Anybody home? Hello, Unky. Hi, Unk. George Hooker and I are going out in the morning looking for nuts. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm going hiking with Mr. Bullard in the morning. Judge Hooker's a keen old guy. Leroy, I said I was going hiking with Mr. Bullard in the morning. Aren't you even interested? Oh, sure, but I can't go with you, Unk. I promised Judge Hooker. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I know you and Mr. Bullard will have a good time, Unky. Yes, but Marjorie, wait. It's going to be pretty wispy. We're going up a cliff. Straight up. Bullard is a mountain climber from Switzerland. Hey, that's keen, Unk. Keen? Yeah. Maybe he'll teach you to yodel. Over. <laughs> Children, I'm telling you about it because I want you to know. This is going to be dangerous. When you go up a mountain, you don't always come down. Ah, you'll come down. <laughs> yes, but... Oh, I'm not worried about Mr. Bullard, Unky. Neither am I. Well, what about me? What's the matter? Don't you want to go, Unk? Well, certainly I want to go, but... Uh, Unky, do you want us to tell you not to go? No. You, of course not. It says that... Well, then if you want to go, you go. Oh, what a stubborn family. What can I do for you this evening? Just give me a Coke, Petey. Double strength. Very well. Everybody all right at home, Mr. Gildersleeve? Yeah, fine. Marjorie and Bronco are happy about the baby coming, I presume. Yeah, happy. The Coke will be ten cents. Ten cents? When I finish the conversation, it's five cents extra. <laughs> You're all right, Pete. Well, it isn't really five cents extra. I say that sometimes. It amuses people. Oh, sure. Mr. Bullard was in a while ago. Says he and another fellow are going to out and climb old Stoneface tomorrow. Who? Who? What else did he say, Pete? Uh, he was telling me all about mountain climbing. <laughs> the things those fellows do. What do they do, Petey? Well, it seems they carry a kind of a pickaxe. Yes? And when they're 500 feet in the air, they'll reach up and stick the point of that pick in an overhanging rock. Yeah, and then what? Then they climb up the handle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he says there's no danger unless the handle comes loose. (laughs) Of course, as Mr. Bullard says, there's one nice thing about going mountain climbing. Oh? If you make one slip, you don't have to worry about walking home. That does it. I'm not going. Are that? Nothing, Pete. I thought you said you weren't going. Well, I'm not. What are you getting off the stool for? I'm going. I thought you said you weren't. Well, I'm not. Petey, you're all mixed up. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. Climbing up pick handles 500 feet in the air. That's going too far. I'm simply going to tell Bullard it's all off. He can swing by pick handles if he wants to. He isn't going to liquidate this water, Commissioner. Ooh, there's Bullard and Leroy in front of the house. Well, I'll just tell him I can't make it, that's all. Hi, Aunt. Hello, Leroy. Good evening, Gildersleeve. Hello, Bullard. Mr. Bullard's been telling me about mountain climbing. Gee, you sure got nerve, Unc. You well, the fact of the matter is... I uh, came over to see if you had a stout rope, Gildersleeve. Stout rope? Yes. When we go up old Stoneface, we'll tie one end around your waist and the other around mine, just in case one of us should slip. Yes. You well, Bullard. Uh, We'll need it, too, in ascending the nose of old Stoneface. It's the face of an Indian, I understand, has a large nose. Oh? Yeah. We'll throw the rope from below, anchor it to the tip of the nose, and then swing out from the upper lip. Boy! Just like those guys that hang from an airplane. You over. You bullard. I want to... I want to... Hey, it's starting to rain. Rain? Oh, no, we can't go in the rain. We can't? I mean, we can't? Oh, what a shame. What rotten luck. Yes, isn't it? And I was looking forward to going. Wouldn't have missed this climbing trip for anything. Oh, I'm sorry, Gildersleeve. Well, that's life, Bullard. We have to take the bitter with the sweet. Too bad. Hey, Marjorie, wet. 
Who was this, Bertie? I was starting to hold out in the backyard and the nozzle got away from me. I got clean over the house. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And we thought it was rain. <laughs> <laughs> Gildersleeve, we can go after all. Aren't you delighted? <laughs> I'm delirious. <laughs> for climbing, Gildersleeve. Yeah. Fine. Uh, Bullock, we aren't going up that cliff, are we? Well, of course. That's the first step in our climb. This is Old Stone Face, and that's the lower lip. But what are we going to hold on to on the face? No wrinkles. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the exciting part of it. We'll make our own toeholds. Up we go, Gildersleeve. Bullock. Watch it. Stop pushing. Oh, this is going to be interesting. There's nothing with which to brace ourselves. I can brace myself on my own goosebumps. Steady, Gildersleeve. Don't look down. Why look down? There's nothing there. Well, we've reached the Indian's upper lip. Mm, a lot of brush in here. Yeah, mustache. <laughs> Quite a climb, eh, Gildersleeve? Yes, it certainly has been. Well, let's go home. Home? This is only the beginning. Now I'll throw the rope up to the end of the nose. You've bullet. There we are. Now, up we go, Gildersleeve. <laughs> You, what if the rope comes loose at the top? Well, let's not dwell on that. Let's think happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. Hundreds of feet in the air, climbing over a stone Indian's nose. It'd be just my luck if he sneezed. Under the rope, Gildersleeve. This is where we start up the forehead. Bullet, this is awful high. Yes, yes, it is. Lifts your spirits, doesn't it? Makes you wish you were a bird. Makes me wish I was a gopher. <laughs> I'd dig a hole clear back to Summerfield. Courage, Gildersleeve. This is liable to be just a little risky. <laughs> just a little, he says. Now we'll have to go up over this eyebrow here. An intelligent water commissioner hanging onto an eyebrow, <laughs> dangling in space. Ooh. Careful, Gildersleeve. One slip here, and neither of us will have to walk home. We're almost to the top. The things I do for Leroy. If I ever get out of this, I'll never set foot out of the house again. I'll spend the rest of my life in bed. <laughs> A low bed. Gildersleeve, what are you muttering about? Nothing. Bullard, we're just about to the top. Let's sit a minute on this ledge. Yeah, sure. Here's a nice little circular pile of twigs. Nice cushion. Gildersleeve, there's a large bird overhead. He's glaring at you. Hey, big bird. Tough looking, too. He's diving down, Gildersleeve. Look out! Get away! Shoot! Shoot! Get out! Cut that out! Gildersleeve, get up! Get up! What's the matter? You're sitting on his nest. Oh, my goodness. There goes the rope. Hey, Bullock, grab the rope. And the pick. Oh, brother. Everything gone. Nice work, Gildersleeve. Nice work. Well, thanks. Huh? The rope is gone. The pick is gone. Gildersleeve, barring the possibility that you are carrying a helicopter in your pocket, we are here to stay. But, Bullard, it's only a few feet to the top. Yes, that's true. We could make it easily if we were meadow larks. Well, 
Somebody will see us. We'll call for help. Yes, yes. The butterflies will hear us. You mean we could sit here from now on? We could. As I see it, this is probably one of the most inaccessible spots in the entire county. And all because you had to drop the rope. Gildersleeve, you are a nincompoop. No, wait. At a time like this, let's not argue. No. No, let's not. I forgive you, Gildersleeve. I forgive you everything you have ever done to me. Now, don't lose your head, Bullard. Be calm. I'm calm. You, me too. Old friend. Old pal. You're brave. You too? Friends to the end, Gildersleeve. You bet. What was that? You sounded like Leroy. It is Leroy. Leroy, where are you? We're up here, Gildy. It's Judge Hooker. We're right above you. Judge, you're a lifesaver. How'd you ever get way up here? There's a road up here, Gildy. (laughs) (laughs) And a nice drinking fountain. Leroy and I stopped to see if you'd make it. Oh, for heaven's sakes, we could have driven to the top of this darn thing. What are you doing down there, Gildy? We're playing canasta. (laughs) Hand something down so we can climb up. Throw down a rope, Judge. We haven't got a rope. You will hand something down. Here you are, gentlemen. Take hold of this stick. Oh, Gad, you beautiful stick, you. Yeah, I've got it. Hold on, Judge. You'll sleep, stop grabbing. We'll quit your shoving. You're shoving. What's going on down there? Hold it, Judge. I'm coming up. Come on, Bullard. Hold on to my coattail. Yeah. Gee, Hunk, you made it. You bet. I got to the top first, too. I'm proud of you, Hunk. Thank you, my boy. I think you accomplished a remarkable feat, Gilda. And the grandest thing of all is that you and Mr. Bullard, in this heroic struggle on the treacherous slope, have at last found each other as true friends. Gildersleeve. Yes? You stepped on my head. I did? Well, it's been a good day after all. Great Gildersleeve will be right back. Mothers, you'll give your family a real treat if you serve Kraft Deluxe Slices, those big, perfect slices of fine, pasteurized processed cheese that are cut, wrapped, and sealed by Kraft. You know, Kraft Deluxe Slices come in five favorite kinds. Everyone at your house can enjoy his favorite, whether it's delicious Kraft American, Kraft American with scarlet pimentos added, nut sweet Kraft Swiss, Craft brick with that deep down rich taste or sharp tantalizing old English brand. So get several kinds for quick, easy to fix snacks and sandwiches ready whenever you want them. Tomorrow when you shop, look in your grocer's dairy case for the five delicious kinds of convenient Kraft Deluxe Slices. Did you and Mr. Bullard really climb all the way up old stone face? Yeah, we certainly did. Clear from the bottom. I can't believe it. Miss Gilsley, you seen the morning paper? No, I haven't, Bertie. Look here. There was a photographer out there yesterday, and he got a picture of you and Mr. Bullard going up that cliff. He did? Well, let's see that. Well, there's old stone face, but I don't see you and Mr. Bullard. You were there. See those two dots on the end of the Indian's nose? I'm the one on the left. <laughs> oh, brother. You did that just for me? Yeah, just for you, my boy. Gee. Hey, Aunt Mr. Bullard's out in front. Shall we get the football and run a couple of plays? Uh, no, thanks. I'm very busy. <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs> Great Gildersleeve is played by Willard Waterman. The show is written by Paul West, John Elliott, and Andy White, with music by Robert Armbruster. Included in the cast are Walter Chetley, Mary Lee Robb, Lillian Randolph, Gail Gorton, Arthur Q. Bryan, Earl Ross, and Dick LeGrand. This is John Heaston saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company, makers of the famous line of Kraft quality food products. 
Be sure to listen in next Wednesday for the further adventures of The Great Gildersleeve. Here's a secret for making dull meals interesting. Add craft-prepared mustard to any meat dish, hot or cold, and see the difference. Hidden flavors pop right out because when you add a little mustard, you add a lot of tang. Get craft-prepared mustard. You bet your life it's your humble host, text on NBC. favorite songs is what you're listening to peg of my heart and those harmonic hats <laughs> they're devilish yeah, they do make a great song though and nobody plays them harmonic because i like the harmonic cats yeah well we just heard a great gildersleeve from november 8th 1950 and in today's show well it looks like bullard and gildersleeve they both wore themselves to a nub. Yep, trying to climb that mountain. Neither one of them uh, was very much in shape. They had to be rescued. But that's all well and good. At least they were rescued and they didn't wind up on the mountain just lying there panting. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. But you know who might help them? A sweet girl. Yeah, either that or a St. Bernard. But if a sweet girl came along, a sweet old-fashioned girl. The girl's sort of like... Teresa Brewer. Yeah, she likes to sing, and when she sings a song, I, I think it'd be perfect if she sang A Sweet Old Fashioned Girl. A scooby boop doo Sing it, Teresa! Scooby-Dooby-Doo <laughs> Wouldn't anybody like to meet a sweet old-fashioned girl? Wouldn't anybody like to meet a sweet old-fashioned girl? Scooby dooby dum who's the friend of little Bob? In some sloppy socks, who loves the crazy rock and roll? And little Goldilocks, oh, wouldn't anybody like to meet a sweet old-fashioned girl? Wouldn't anybody care to hear some sweet old-fashioned talk? Scooby dooby dum, wouldn't anybody like to take a nice old-fashioned walk? Scooby dooby dum, take a walk around the corner where the cats all stop, where the the juicy ribs and bundles and fat bob. Oh, wouldn't anybody like to take a nice old-fashioned walk? A Scooby Doo, a Scooby Doo. Kiss a sweet old-fashioned kiss scooby doo be dum You'll just flip your little wig Because we'll fetch you some Back to really dig the flavor of our bubble gum Wouldn't anybody like to be the sweet old-fashioned girl? At Scooby-Doo, at Scooby-Doo scooby We went out to that house where the lights are blue
Ooh, I like it. A scooby doo be doo be doo be doo That was the great Teresa Brewer in stereo. Yeah, you know, Teresa put out a lot of her original hits in mono because that was the style back in the very early 50s. But in the mid-50s, Teresa Brewer decided, I'm going to re-record my hits in stereo. I want them to sound modern. Yeah, that's what she did. And she put out an album called Teresa Brewer's Greatest Hits in Stereo. And that's what we just heard, a sweet old-fashioned girl sung there in stereo by Teresa Brewer. What a cute little girl she was, too. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, we just heard the great Gildersleeve. We just heard Teresa Brewer, and a perfect match for that would be David Allen. (laughs) Not a very well-known singer, maybe, but he did sing some really fine songs, and he had a really nice voice. He put out an album also. It was called In the Blue of Evening, and one of the songs on that album was called Dream a Little Dream of Me. That's why yeah, I picked this song out, because... I remember Cass Elliot, Mama Cass, singing this song. And here's David Allen to do his neat little version of Dream a Little Dream of Me. It's a nice song, and David Allen does a good job. Stars shining bright above you Night breezes seem to whisper I love you Birds singing in the sycamore tree Dream a little dream of me Say nighty-night and kiss me Just hold me tight and tell me you'll miss me While I'm alone as blue as can be Dream a little dream of me Stars fading but I linger on, dear Still craving your kiss I'm longing to linger till dawn, dear Just saying this Sweet dreams till sunbeams find you Sweet dreams that leave all worries behind you But in your dreams, whatever they'll be Dream a little dream of me Stars fading, but I linger on, dear Still craving your kiss I'm longing to linger till dawn, dear Just saying this Sweet dreams till sunbeams find you Sweet dreams that leave all worries behind you But in your dreams, whatever they'll be Dream a little dream that nice david allen and dream a little dream of me from an album he put out called in the blue of evening with the conductor arranger being johnny mandel now i've heard of johnny mandel he was famous but i can't say i'm too very well familiar with david allen but i know a lot of people out there are so i hope you david allen fans like that i got that a CD of David Allen many years ago. I got it in a trade. A guy told me, you're going to like this album. He's got a great voice. And I got that album, or a CD, I should say, in a trade. And that was the very first time I heard David Allen when I listened to that CD. And you know what? I do like it. So I figured, hey, it's about time I played you a David Allen song. I've had it in my collection for quite a while. And about time I shared it with you. Well, friends, a little lady I've shared with you before is a mighty fine singer. In fact, one of my very favorites, Helen O'Connell. What a pretty lady. Yeah, Helen O'Connell, she sings a nice little song here called Slowpoke, put out on the Capitol label. Here is Helen O'Connell. Yeah, I like it already. It's getting aggravating, you're a slowpoke. I wait and worry, but you never seem to hurry, you're a slowpoke. Time means nothing to you, I wait and then late again. Eight o'clock, nine o'clock, quarter to ten. Why should I linger every time you snap your finger, little slowpoke? 
Why can't you hasten when you see the times are wasting? You're a slowpoke, dear. Why should I keep trying to change you? It's not the thing to do. I guess I have to learn to be a She didn't have to learn her lessons too hard. <laughs> yeah, that was the, the wonderful Helen O'Connell, one of my favorite singers. She was so pretty, and she sang so pretty, too. You know, ah, I'm sighing once again. Yeah. J.P. Morgan, Helen O'Connell, all pretty ladies here on Sounds Like Radio. There's one thing I do every Sunday night. Every Sunday night, I have myself a bowl of Campbell's Soup. After I have my Campbell soup, I have a sandwich and a pickle <laughs> and some coleslaw. Yeah, it's my regular Sunday night feast. Well, that puts me into mind of thinking of Campbell soup. Have you, have you had your soup today? Campbell's, of course. Campbell's, of course. Have you, have you had your soup today? Campbell's tastes good. Campbell's, of course. Once a day, every day, you should have a bowl of Campbell's soup. Have some Campbell's right now. Oh, be good to your family. Serve good soup. Tomorrow, buy several cans of Campbell's soup. Don't Let rush your me. family enjoy the mm-hmm good flavors of Campbell's 21 kinds Ooh. and bowlfuls of Get Up and Go. I only have like one kind. your soup today? No, it's not Sunday. I haven't had my soup today. You ought to know better than to ask me that question after I just got done explaining. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Original Campbell Soup ad. Yeah, every time I hear a Campbell Soup ad, I think of Lassie. When I was a kid, I used to watch Lassie on television when it was actually brand new on television. And on Lassie, their sponsor that we always heard the commercials or saw the commercials for was Campbell Soup. And that Campbell Soup commercial reminds me of Lassie. Well, this music, I hear it now, and I ain't going to make no mistake, this music is the end tag scene from the classic television show, The Avengers. And when I hear this music, it means it's time for the tag scene of our Sounds Like Radio show. That's right, we hear this song and I know it's time to end the show. Sadly, it's time to go, and we hope you enjoyed hearing all the great music and the November 8th. 1950 Great Gildersleeve. Until next time, I am your humble host for Sounds Like Radio saying so long for now. Goodbye everybody and thanks for listening. <laughs>